BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey guys, I'm Whitney Port and this is With Wit. A lot of you may know me from reality TV and the reality is a lot's happened since the hills. With Wit is dedicated to having real, raw, and occasionally ridiculous conversations with the people who have had a profound impact on me. Life-changing moments, life-changing people. Because on With Wit, very little is off limits. Hey everyone, welcome to With Wit. I have a really special episode today. And I feel like I say that a lot and then I feel like I say that a lot. But seriously, my cousin Jackie was in town this weekend and I decided to take the opportunity to sit down and chat with her so you all could get to know her because I've shown her a lot on my social media. Obviously, she's a huge part of my life. She's like my fourth sister. Our grandmothers were sisters. So that's how we're related. But she grew up in Vegas and we were always going to Vegas because my dad did all those big convention center fashion shows. We were really close with Jax and her family growing up and are still extremely, extremely close. She unfortunately lost her father just a few years after we lost my dad. And it was something that obviously we never thought we'd have to go through twice. We get all into our journey with grief and what we've learned from it and how we've grown from it. We get into her being an amazing, empowered, confident, single 37-year-old who wants to meet someone but doesn't know about freezing their eggs and has all those kinds of questions. And we manifest what a healthy, loving relationship could look like for her. Also, she's a hairdresser, an amazing, amazing hairdresser in Vegas. So we get into what she's known for, what she's great at, what she loves to do, her favorite products, all her faves. It's a really fun episode. I hope you love it. Now here's Jax. I guess first you wanted to hear about my update with the IVF stuff. And I said we would record it. So went to the doctor this morning. They just took a look at everything inside and wanted to see if like the estrogen that I was on was thickening my uterus because they want to like thicken the uterus before the transfer. So they looked at it. They took some blood to make sure the medication's working. And then I'll go on on Friday again for like a saline wash situation or the They'll look at your uterus and make sure there's no like polyps or anything in there so that it's completely clean for them to implant. Wow. Yeah. And they can like do a wash of it if it's not clean, which is, I don't know what that entails. I kind of want to know. 
<laughs> report back. I will. Report it back. sounds like it would be refreshing, like a shower in your uterus. <laughs> Anyways, so so they do that, and then then the week later they do the transfer, and that will be the twenty eighth. Will be the transfer. They said they like give you a Valium to relax, and so that like your uterus relaxes, and then they like literally ins- insert it. And then you have to just lay low for a couple days. So I was like, what do I need to do leading up to it? Like eat healthy, blah, blah. She's like, honestly, just enjoy yourself. Like, you know, when you get pregnant, you're going to be like, shit, this sucks. So just have fun the next two weeks. My dad passed away in 2013 and Jackie's dad passed away five years afterwards. 2017. 2017. So four years afterwards. What was your first reaction to it happening? And do you remember like your process of grieving for like that first Time. six months afterwards? Yeah. I was like, I'm going to go eat so, something. Yeah. And I never saw him again. I think the shock was there for the first six months. Like yeah. I, I couldn't believe that it happened. Like could not believe that I walked into the hospital. I mean, he didn't look great. Like it definitely looked like there was something wrong with him but Mm -hmm. then two hours later he had died so I think I just like couldn't those like moments I couldn't piece together yeah but do you feel like because it happened so suddenly because I felt this even knowing my dad was sick for a year I was so in denial and didn't have certain conversations with him that I wish I did and I'm sure obviously for you knowing not knowing yeah have there been things that have come up that you like conversations or things that you wish you had said to him or had asked him like anything specific? A lot of it's like business and I say business like bank accounts and Mm -hmm. and taxes and lawyers and like that stuff. I wish I knew more because my mom knew just as little as we did. Yeah. But I don't think I could have ever said goodbye to my dad. Yeah. I have this conversation a lot with people who have lost a parent that have said, like, so sad that it happened suddenly. Like, I I got to say bye to my parent because they were sick. For me, I could not have said goodbye to my dad. He would not have wanted us to do that. So I feel like it was better in that way. Right. But, yeah, I wish I would have known his password to his email account. Like, I wish I didn't have to play a game of, like, who's his favorite child and dog and pet and figure out all his passwords. Oh, but my God. Like, Wait, did you find out the answer to that? <laughs> who's his favorite yeah, child? Yes. I wanna, is it not you? It's it is me. You. I think it's me, but it, the passwords <laughs> were neither one of us. Okay. <laughs> it was like all sports related yeah, or yeah. or the the dog that died 10 years ago. Like, yeah. Um, no, I mean, I remember the the last conversation I did have with my dad was, I was telling him about a car accident I saw on the street on my way to the airport to go see him in the hospital. And, and what, I, do you remember what he said back? Or was he wasn't. He, like, he oh. was like kind of looking at me like I was crazy because he yeah. he didn't feel well. So, right. but he was like trying to engage with me. Right. But I was like looking back like that was a stupid thing to talk about. But I think I was trying to be normal. Yeah. And that's something like normally I would talk to him about. Totally. But I'm like, I, like I could have. Thought of said something, something of substance. smart, smarter, or 
yeah, substantial, but I didn't know. Of course, you didn't know. And you should never regret that. Do you guys bring him up a lot, like with with Ivy and Otto? We talk about him a lot. Ivy was one when he died. She talks about him like she saw him yesterday. That's so amazing. Because we talk about him so much. Mm-hmm. And, and she brings him up all the time and talks about things he liked and didn't like. And Yeah. Do you um, remember what you told them, how you talked to them about it when it happened? Because I know that's like a big thing parents are starting, especially with kids like Sunny's age. Like how to talk about death with kids. So I didn't have that conversation with them. They were home with Amber, my sister-in-law, and she had to tell them. Uh-huh. Or Otto, he was five. Yeah. And I, she said she was up all night Googling. Yeah. Because she had no idea yeah. what to say or yeah. what to do. And he, I think he got it. Like he got it and I think he was sad and he was sad for us. And then I think watching us the next – year yeah like they definitely knew I'm, I'm that, sure that affected them in some way yeah yeah but they're nine and six now and I mean I'm I'm sure they're sad I'm sure they yeah, miss him of course. but it's like more happy talking about him than we wish he were here like, right right it's hard it's hard and I I actually feel that way too I was just about to ask <laughs> like how do you feel about when he pops into your head now or like how does your grief show up now? The newest thing for me in grief five years later is I know I don't forget that my dad died, but there are moments where I like gasp and I'm like, oh my gosh, my dad is dead. Uh Like I'll be doing dishes or I'll be taking out the trash or like I don't even know, walking from one room to another. And I like remember, which it's like it hits you all over again, which it's like you can't forget. I know I can't forget, but Mm -hmm. there are moments where it's like my stomach sinks and it's like, oh, Uh I can't believe. Uh Because our lives are so full. We're doing so much to like keep ourselves happy sometimes I think we push it down and then it just will come back up on its own. And it's something that's going to hit you really hard when it comes up. Yeah. And it's definitely in the quiet. I live alone. So it's definitely in the quiet moments, typically when I'm in my house. Like if I'm out and about or I'm at work or anything like that, like sure, it's in the, it's in my mind, but I think in like quiet times, I definitely am like, that happened. <laughs> that yeah. happened. Yeah. Like, and then how do you work yourself out of it? Or like, do you just, do you cry? I don't cry a lot. Yeah. Which generally Which not speaking. You. Yeah. Yeah. Generally speaking, I don't cry a lot. I get like, you know, the tingling feeling in my eyes start to water, but it yeah. doesn't ever like. You're not like hysterical. No. Yeah. That's not. Yeah. Um, I like to read my text messages with my dad. I like to look at pictures of my dad. Yeah. Um, Ugh, I, you probably have so many pictures and text messages and videos. That's one thing. I'm like, we didn't have iPhones really yet with right. my dad. Right. So I don't have any of my saved conversations with him. Sometimes I'll – They're in your Blackberries They're somewhere. in my, I know. I have a box with a bunch of Blackberries in the garage that I want to somehow get all this shit off of. But 
sometimes, yeah, like I'll go into my Gmail and just type in his email address and see like what he has written to me. And it's usually all business, business. stuff and it's all stuff him telling, like reminding me to do stuff. When it happened, obviously the shock, the grief, the crying, the like whole thing being a blur. Did you use any like resources or friends? I went to a therapist. Uh-huh. Uh, she was she wasn't like a grief specialist or anything. It was like a marriage and family counselor. And that was helpful to talk to somebody. But it also was confusing because I had to like, felt like I had to explain my relationship with my dad to a stranger and it's inexplainable. Mm -hmm. It was helpful. But then my sessions turned into less about my dad and more about my mom Mm -hmm. having to take care of my mom because my dad was gone that I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. Like one day I was like, I'm not coming back here anymore. This is supposed to be about my dad. It's not supposed to be about my mom, which really it all goes together. Yeah. Aren't you like, God, because I felt so uncomfortable and wanted to stop that conversation immediately, I should probably probably go back to therapy to talk about my mom. Probably, but it seems... You're like, I cannot deal. It seems very daunting. I mean, sometimes, especially after that happens it's like the last thing you want to confront you're like I just need to do all the stuff that I need to get done like I can't deal with this issue right now yeah last question before we move off of grief is I just want to talk just like a second about not specifically about what's going on with your mom now but more about the responsibility of your mom just because I think that's something a lot of people deal with when one parent passes away like I remember when my dad passed away like my grief at first was really for my mom more than me. Then it was for me. And then the third part of it was, oh my God, now we're all going to have to take care of my mom. And I've had to figure out boundaries with that. And luckily there's five of us, you know, that are able to fill in certain spots and help each other. But like, how have you dealt with that? Not well. Yeah. (laughs) Not well. Yeah. My initial reaction when my dad died was that there was nobody to take care of any of us because he took such good care of all of us. Mm -hmm. So it was like zero leader. Yeah. No, none. And I tried by dealing with everything. everything. He handled everything for her. He filled her car with gas. He, she didn't even know where they banked. Like nothing. She, she just lived a, Wonderful, easy breezy life. Right. Uh, except had to, having to deal with my dad, which, you know. Yeah, but, but they had like yes, they a, had a, a wonderful relationship. Yes, a very funny, yeah, bantery situation yes, going on. Yes. Um, but to have to explain to a 60 year old woman how to log in to check her account balance yeah. was beyond overwhelming so my instinct was to just do everything yeah because it seemed easier instinct it seemed would be run away it seemed easier to just do what my dad did for her bad that that nobody should do that like you mean nobody should come in and just like try to try to be somebody else or try to do she needed to from the second that my dad died I think I should have taken the time to teach her yeah or to help her but I it seemed less work for me to just do it because I I handle my own life right so what's another person's so then you started taking on all of your mom's responsibilities responsibilities like yeah that's so 
much. I mean, Ashley did that with my mom after too, yeah. like moved in with her and dealt with all that stuff. Like that's, and, and that is really, really, really draining. Yeah. And I don't think my mom appreciated it. I think she wanted to learn and almost thought that I was controlling her by taking that you were just taking help. I was just tr- trying to help. And I was thinking what I would have wanted somebody to do for me, mm-hmm. which you couldn't ask my mom at that time what she wanted because I don't think she knew. Yeah. So I just did what I thought I would want. But she thought we were trying to control her. Right. And and I can see that now why she would feel that way. Yeah. But that wasn't my intent. Of I course. was just trying to pick up where my dad left off. Of course. But she had to figure it out and I think has. And, you know, there was a mess in the middle, but I think she came out being able to figure out. For herself. Yeah. Yeah. Which I never thought she would would be able to. Yeah. Just the way. Like how handicapped it felt like she was. Yeah. And some of it I feel like maybe she played up because I did. I would call my dad and and ask him directions to a place I've been 700 times just because I wanted him to tell me how to get there. Totally. You come sort of codependent on someone and and they're like, for you, a real fatherly figure where you just want someone's like validation and like. Yeah. Yeah. But I get that. Yeah. I'm like, how do I know if I need my oil changed? And it's like, because your car will tell you it's Uh 2020. But I'd be like, dad, do I need an oil change? But. So I think she played into it, too, because she knew he liked to do stuff like that Mm -hmm. just as much as I played into it because I knew he liked to do. But I'm not sure. That's that's how I I think. But it, you know, it was a it was a rude awakening for all of us to have to figure out how to do those things for ourselves. And now I'll break for some ads. I had to actively get my day going so much earlier today than I usually do because I had to get to the doctor early to continue the whole IVF situation that I'm on right now. Sunny is also out of school for spring break, so I had very little time to settle everyone. Cold brew on tap literally saved me today because I didn't take the time to make anything or order anything or go get anything. Wandering Bear is the best cold brew you can get without leaving your house. They make this incredible smooth, rich, chocolatey tasting cold brew. And it comes in a box with a tapped like box wine. The box keeps it fresh and makes it convenient for you to fill up your cup in the morning. Perfect for anyone with standard chaotic mornings. It's like having a fancy coffee shop in your fridge. Wandering Bear is 100% organic, super strong, and extra smooth. They have six different flavors to choose from. Straight black, vanilla, caramel, mocha, hazelnut, and even decaf. Find your favorite flavor, drink, and repeat. Plus, they offer subscriptions so you'll never run out of coffee and it's a way better price per cup versus going to a coffee shop every day, obviously. Wandering Bear is a small company, so you're also supporting a growing business with each cup of coffee. Get 20% off your order with code WITHWIT at wanderingbear.com. Again, that's 20% off your order with code WITHWIT at wanderingbear.com. So I love, love, love spring cleaning. I literally just did one. It's so refreshing to purge and donate. Plus, it makes space to get all those extra special spring goodies that you've been eyeing. 
I just hit up Vince Camuto for some amazing spring staples. VinceCamuto.com is a one-stop shop for wardrobe staples and occasion pieces that make every moment a chance to express your personal style, which is what I believe fashion to be all about. Vince Camuto's spring collection is thoughtfully crafted with premium materials and attention to even the most minor details. If you're looking to refresh your closet for spring, Vince Camuto's collection of woven mules, vibrant color slides, and chic convertible handbags is a natural start. When styling myself, I've been grabbing the Deha Hobo bag in bone multi-croc print. It is so chic and so creamy and so luxe. It makes me feel so invincible. I wore it with the Venantha thong sandal over the weekend and just loved the whole monochromatic vibe. I also just bought the Doba clutch, which is a great classic design that I know I'll constantly wear. Those are just a few selects of the many beautiful pieces. Head to vincecamuto.com slash podcast and use promo code podcast for 20% off your next purchase. While you're there, do yourself a favor and sign up to be a part of their VC VIP program where you can earn member perks, previews, and exclusive offers on your next accessories haul. Terms and conditions apply. Now back to my chat with Jackie. So let's shift topics from sadness. We didn't even cry. We didn't even cry. So we're both 37. And I feel like right now, whenever I talk to you, whenever I see you, like the first thing I want to know is like about your love life, because it's just like, who doesn't? I just always want to know about it. Yeah. And I think being at 37, there's societal pressures, feelings of judgment from other people, from other friends about being single. And I just want to like talk about First, generally your thoughts on like where you're at right now and what what you really feel like you want, not what anybody else wants for you. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> believe it or not, I feel great. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which is amazing. I, I mean, and part of that that question, I don't even like asking because it it alludes to that the I fact should that feel. you shouldn't feel or like you should be comparing yourself to other people. Yeah. I've liked it for a long time. But also it's not like I'm like sitting at home doing nothing. Right. I casually date people, casually hook up with people, yeah. like mixed into just hanging out with my friends and family. Right. I haven't met anybody that I'm like, I want to spend all the time with (laughs) or any (laughs) long-term amount of time with. Totally. You just haven't been – have you been in love? Yes. I mean, I know you have. Yes. I'm asking for the listeners. Yes, I have once in my early early 20s though, which I don't even know if that relationship happened now if I would have felt the same way. Right. Like if it had you known all that you knew, if you would even actually be in love with him. But you thought you thought at the time you were in love with him. I thought I was getting married. Did and what did he think? (laughs) He did too. And and then (laughs) until we didn't. Right. (laughs) You're happy as you should be. And like you've been in love so you feel like you know what that feeling is like, but you haven't you haven't found that. Do you feel pressure to find that yes but but no yeah yeah yes because I think I want to have kids Mm -hmm. and so I feel like obviously people could have fertility problems at 20 but also chances are higher the older 
you get. Yeah. So that is the only clock that I have in my mind. I mean, I know you don't have to be with – I could have a kid on my own if I wanted to, but I – but I don't. Other than that, I don't I don't feel pressured. I am the type of person I only spend time with people that I care about. I don't go on a million dates. Like I don't have um, nobody does, but I don't have unlimited free time to where I'm just going to fill my time with somebody I don't care about. Right. I would rather sit on my friend's couch on a Friday night than like and like try to go to some. Uh, on like a million first dates. Yeah. So you're not on the apps or anything. I have Bumble. Yeah. And I go on every once in a while. Living in Vegas, it's very difficult because I would say nine out of ten people who come up don't actually live in Las Vegas. Right. They're like there for They're, the weekend. Yeah. For every ten people I see, I maybe swipe on three based on I think they're cute or interesting. And then I'll match, say, with two. And then I'll usually message maybe one of the two. Yeah. Because I'll look back and I'm like, so it's like the odds. What of- is <laughs> happening here? So I don't know if I'm doing it wrong or doing it right. But and then in like five minutes of conversation, I'm like, I never want to talk to this person ever right, again. Right, like, right. You're You're like, I already know before. Like, I don't have to meet you and go on a date. And like, I don't want, like you're saying, I don't want to just fill my time with someone I probably know. But then again, you never know. You could have that gem. But I wonder, like, I wonder about the apps versus just like. I think I perform much better in person. Mm -hmm. I think I'm, I talk to people all day. I'm I'm a hairstylist. I talk to people all day. So being out and meeting people is comfortable to me. Mm-hmm. And I think my personality shows up in person much more than it does typing and like, yeah. what's your favorite food? And so, what do you like to do for fun? Right. Or like someone just looking at your feed and like making their own assessment yeah. off of you. So I think meeting people organically is my goal. Mm-hmm. However, if that is my goal, I need to leave my house more often. Well, that's what I was going to say. It's like when you have to motivate to like go, go out, to like go put yourself in environments to meet people. Like you probably want to, I, I mean, ideally it's like you casually meet someone in like the line at Trader Joe's or like on a plane or yeah. you never know. I guess you just have to keep it open wherever you go, right? Yeah. And I try to be as friendly as, I mean, I'm not – like, have a good day. Like, I'm not that kind of person. But, like, I smile. As your mom would say, smile at a stranger. Right. Like, put that energy out there to manifest, like, something bad. Yeah, I try to look approachable. Right. Or or seem approachable. Yeah. You have so much love and support to give. I think you are really funny. Thanks. And, like quirky and like silly and I mean I'm smiling at you (laughs) you're like Like we're falling in love I know I'm just trying I just when I think about there's certain women in my life like you and Andrea who are like my single important women in my life and not that I like label you that but I I'm always just like these are some of the most amazing women. Like how how have they not found 
their partner? And then I think that that question is just too small. Like there's so many different reasons why, why that hasn't happened yet. But I think also looking at it like we're still so young and have like so much life to live and there's not only one way for people to live life. You know, absolutely. Like sometimes you grow up thinking like you're supposed to get married at 25 and then have your kid, first kid by 27 and it's 2022 and have now. boy girl twins. Right. And they have rhyming names. And it's like just not. I think we know that's obviously not realistic anymore. But no. all this comes back to like. Like I always thought you would really want kids and yeah. I think you always thought you really wanted kids. And now that we're 37 years old and obviously we know firsthand like how difficult it can be to get pregnant I know you've decided at this point not to freeze your eggs but like I just want to know your thinking behind that I think it's multi-dimensional yeah one as everything is yes one call me crazy because you guys are all doing it the idea of raising a teenager (laughs) in the world right now or the world what I think it will be suddenly terrifying to me yeah like raising a child with social media and TikTok and whatever there may be sounds frightening to me so I I have these moments of like maybe I don't even want to have children because that seems overwhelming yeah and and terrifying yeah the whole thing is not only just being a teenager yeah. I and mean, being a parent is overwhelming. I'm, I'm sure. But I've been but told like, specifically like, not to watch Euphoria for that reason. <laughs> because parents watch Euphoria and they're like, fuck, like my teens are fucked. Yeah. And I know what I did as a teenager and I know it could only be worse. Right. Whatever. My- and it probably was so in like what we did as teenagers. So innocent compared, compared to, to what these kids are doing. So I don't even know what these kids are doing. By so the way. <laughs> in my mind, I'm like, I don't even know if I want kids. But I don't right. know if that's just like a cop out because I, that's like a protection. Or, yes. Yeah. Yes. Right, I'm right. not sure. But that that is something, especially like as my clients' kids are getting older and I'm like doing these teenage girls' hair, hair who I've known since they were five. I'm like, what have you turned into? <gasps> oh my God. Who are you? Yeah. So that terrifies me. Yeah. So in regards to freezing my eggs, I'm like, maybe I don't want to even use them. Right. But second or part. Or like have the option. Yes. Yeah. You're like, maybe I just want to not have the option. So I just make it easy on myself, like not even give myself a choice. Correct. Because I probably would feel like I needed to use them yeah. if I went through all of I that. I know. I know that feeling. The second yeah. being, it's expensive. Yeah. How much would it be for you to actually just freeze your eggs? I don't know. Like maybe ten to fifteen thousand dollars. Yeah, I, I know it's... my whole thing is going to be around thirty, which is the egg retrieval, the freezing of the embryos, and then the actual like implantation, implantation. is a total of like thirty grand. So it would be obviously extracting the storage of the eggs, right? Then, yeah, I guess fertilize the eggs. Yeah, and, the, and then I would have to implant right, them. Right. So it would probably be all that, but probably more depending on when I use them. Like right. You knew you were right. using yours right. right away. Like you're going to, I know. Or right. the one. The, the one. That hopefully the use. first one works. And then the other three will just be sitting there. I asked the other night if I could have one of her embryos. <laughs> and she- <laughs> I think Timmy said no. Timmy. I think I was, I. Timmy can- looked, his head spun around like I 
<laughs> just told him I killed his dog. He, I think, like... I was kidding. Yeah, of course. Of course. But it sounded... It kind of sounds like a fun experiment. Yeah, but and like, it also was like, what are you going to do with them? Right. Just leave them there? I know. I the, Now that I know that I have those four, I'm like, I think I, t- I just want to, like, implant them in whoever and ha- and have people have them for me at the same time. <laughs> but then raise them? Yeah. Have I other people? Want oh, no, you want to raise them. I want them. I, I'm like now... It's I've gone so from like zero to a hundred. Like the fact that I know that I have four, if there, if if only one gets used and works the first time, which is I hope that's yeah, obviously that's what ideal. happens. The thinking that there's those other ones, like kind of wants someone to have. Like I don't know, I don't want to get pregnant again. But the also the thought of like dis discarding them is scary too. But anyway, frozen forever, and you'll have them and you'll pay monthly probably until we die so obviously the financial aspect of it is a stressor but it's also like I have a job and I you could afford it figure it out really wanted to I could figure it out yeah and then the third would be I feel like and I cannot see inside my body and I've never had any sort of like ultrasound or whatever I feel like I am healthy like um what's the word um like your Gyne- periods gynecologically are cons- healthy. Yeah. Like your periods are consistent. I start on the same day, yeah. the same time of day. Yeah. Oh, but you don't time. know your quality of eggs. Correct. Because my periods are consistent too. Right. Not to be downer. I'm just saying yes. that you just never know. I, but I, I I feel like for whatever reason, I feel like I, they're still fine. Fine. Yeah. But I also could just be telling myself. But I'm that's not, also totally okay. I'm not sure. Or it could be true. Yeah. I don't know. Now let's take another minute to hear from a brand partner. I am trying so hard to live my life with a fresher mindset. However, we can get so bogged down with the shoulds and the what ifs. It's really time to take some deep breaths and prioritize what is actually important to us individually right now. As you know, I've talked to many founders about gut health and many founders of gut health focused companies, and I'm learning so much. There's so much to know, and it can be a little overwhelming to start the next steps and to know what you should actually do and be taking. Our physical and emotional well being reflects exactly our gut health. Interestingly enough, feeling stressed, bloated, or inflamed is tied to your gut health. Keen Health's Gut Plus Microbiome Testing Kit is the perfect tool to give you the inside scoop of what's happening in your body, all from the comfort of your home. Keen Health will provide you with a complete analysis of the health of your gut microbiome and how it may be affecting your overall health and wellness. Gut Plus will also give insight into probiotic, prebiotic, and vitamin needs. So the best thing you can do for your gut is stop guessing and start testing. Keen Health is offering 20% off with code WIT. Visit KeenHealth.com. That's KeenHealth.com. K-E-A-N-H-E-A-L-T-H.com. Again, you can get 20% off at KeenHealth.com with code WIT. So I'm all about cannabis and I'm all about destigmatizing it for women. It's time to elevate your stash with Sackville & Co. Sackville & Co. is a female-founded, design-forward cannabis lifestyle brand making products that 
beg to be displayed instead of stashed away. It has literally changed the cannabis and CBD accessories game with design accolades from Architectural Digest, Hype Bay, Nylon, L, In Style, and Vogue, just to name a few. I recently bought some of their pipes and love, love, love them. They're so chic and beautiful. Whether you're a connoisseur or just curious, Sackville has not only beautiful products, but also a ton of information on their site to make sure that you feel super comfortable at whatever stage of creating your cannabis ritual you're at now. Sackville & Co. donates 5% of their sales to The Tender Project, an incredible organization working to bring a universal income to women who have been disproportionately impacted by the war on drugs. For all the Cali babes, Sackville & Co. has recently launched pre-rolls. Yes! Okay, night haze for the chill nights in and beach days for those sunshine-filled hangs with your BFFs. Follow them on Insta to find out more about where you can purchase them. Use code WITHWIT25 at checkout for 25% off your first purchase. That's WITHWIT25 at checkout for 25% off your first purchase. Visit www.sackville.co with WIT25. For more information, head to sackville.co and follow them on Insta at sackville.and.co and TikTok at sackville.co. Okay, now let's get back to it. Last topic of convo, which is just like kind of the most lighthearted hair, just yeah. because you're an amazing hairstylist. One, what is the thing that people come to you the most for? I have a different clientele than what people see on Instagram, like hair on Instagram. Mm-hmm. My bread and butter, my daily are women covering their gray hair. Yeah. And it's every three weeks, four weeks, whatever their schedule is. But yeah. they are come hell or high water, rain or shine. These women do not want to see their gray. I yeah. mean, myself included. I have yeah. gray hair. Like, I don't How like gray are you? You're Ugh. not very gray. Mm. I'll take my bun out and show you. Oh, my it's, God. It's something. Wow. But so I do what would not be considered – you know, the tutorials that are shown on right most most of the time. Like I would say 80% of, mm, I don't know, 70%. Like the color and the it, wave yes. and the cut and the style yeah, and, and the, all that stuff. Yeah, and like or the like, 85 million foils and the right. whole thing. But I do have, on the flip side of that, I have this really cool group of teenage girls with beautiful hair <sighs> that have these like, this like beachy, blonde, like, natural yeah and yeah. then I just kind of like enhance it and like Victoria's Secret waves and they go on their way to a party and I'm yeah. so jealous yeah I'm like I never had that hair I know well ever. I did mine's falling out now that was gonna be one of my Same. questions for you but um you don't feel pressure to like do social media with your job right like I feel like hairstylists are just they're trying so hard I went to a hairstylist the other day to get my hair colored and they asked me immediately they had me write on a post-it note my name my email and my instagram account and then they asked me if they could take pictures and then they said with face or without and i was like without because i look like shit and also yeah. like not giving me free advertising and then yeah it's like a whole thing of like their their businesses is all over that they become like hair influencers then like do you feel any pressure for that 
there was a moment in time where I was like, that could be fun. Yeah. But I started my business. I started doing hair almost 18 years ago. Yeah. Instagram didn't exist. Yeah. I passed out business cards at bars. That's how I got my clients. Yeah. Uh, They were just like, you're cool. What do you do? And I'm like, I do hair. Come see me. Yeah. Like, okay. I love that. So I never had to. Yeah. I built a business without anybody even knowing what I did or seeing a picture. I mean, they saw humans walking around with hair I did. Mm -hmm. So I'm lucky in that regard. Yeah. And I like your talent just spoke for itself. You didn't necessarily had to like have to advertise yourself. I didn't. Yeah. I hate to say this because I work really hard, but I didn't really have to hustle. I didn't yeah. have to do what I see tons of people doing. Mm-hmm. Probably because they moved to L.A. and it's so saturated. Absolutely. Like you're like you decided you're like, I'm going to stay in Vegas because I'm happy here. And my family's here and I don't need to try to like work my way up that ladder to become like a celebrity hairstylist. That was just like never your goal, which is always something that I have admired about you is that your happiness and like your time with your friends, just your overall happiness has always been more important to you than money. For sure. And I think that those people end up being the most successful. So far, so good. Yeah. I'll let you know. I've enjoyed when I've done shoots with you or – you know, I worked on a show that was filmed in Vegas and it was fun, but that life is crazy. Exhausting. It's tiring. It's long days. It's normal pay. Like it's nothing like that you, I couldn't pass up. And completely dependent on other people's schedules. Like now you are able, you are in complete control of your schedule, which is one of the most amazing things ever as an adult. That's why it's Monday afternoon and I'm sitting here with you. Exactly. Not at work. Yeah. I enjoy where I'm at, but I look at stuff on Instagram and I'm like, that's so cool. I wish Mm -hmm. I had a cameraman following me. But then I'm like, I'm like editing my, how I did this person. Yeah. But then I'm like, no, I don't. Right. No, I don't. I love being in my studio with my client and it's just us. And not feeling the pressure to put it out there. No, and not, you know, my room's a mess when I'm coloring somebody's hair. There's yeah. stuff everywhere. And yeah. we're talking and I'm flinging color and like there's nothing cool about that. Yeah. I don't yeah. feel the pressure to do that. But I love looking at all of it. I know. And I always want to see it. I'm like, I it, wish Jackie would show like a before and after. Or, like yeah. I just, I want to see it because I love you and I just want to know what you're doing. Yeah. But I also get like, if I didn't have the job that I had, like I would not be on social media. I would, yeah. n- like I'd be like how Paige is on social media where she like posts once every five months. Absolutely. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. I just, you have to book time to do that. Yeah. It, it's like to do before pictures takes however long to do after pictures takes however long to have somebody over my shoulder while I'm working filming the process it seems so time consuming yeah and not that I'm trying to rush people out but like I'm gonna do your hair and you're gonna go home and I think my clients appreciate that they don't probably nobody wants pressure either and they don't want to sit there for that long no I mean I like am blown away how long you guys sit to get your hair done. Oh my God. I, I mean, but looks, I don't anymore, but it's yeah, beautiful. It looks beautiful. Yeah. What do you feel like people want most these days? Like what's like the, tr- what's Ugh. the look? Curtain bangs. I really loved them when I got them. Until you didn't. Until they became long layers that look like broken off pieces. 
when someone comes in, are you just like, yeah, okay, great? Or are you like, well, you, my first question normally is, have you, how much TikTok do you watch? Because curtain bangs were like a thing. On, I don't, I don't watch TikTok, but it was like the same thing over and over again. I was hearing, I saw these bangs on TikTok. My people, my, my people, nobody wants to spend the time to do, to blow dry their hair. hair. So curtain bangs aren't going to style themselves. Right. They don't look good if you right. don't do your hair. Right. So that's then the next thing after I ask if you're like, are you going TikTok, to be like, blow drying your hair every day? Yes, like, like, do you own a round brush? Right. Do you own a, a blow dryer? Yeah. Like, you'd be shocked how many people don't. I actually don't think I have a blow dryer. Yeah, you don't blow dry your hair? I have a flat iron and not a blow dryer. <laughs> I want one of those brush blow dryers. One of those. Do you think those work? Those they, like they, the round brush things. They do. They're really hot. I Ooh. warn everybody, like heat protectant Ooh, I don't and wanna... just like pay attention. Yeah. They get really hot. Like, but then like the Dyson air wrap and things like that, I've actually, I only tried it once and things that are supposed to make your life easier are harder for me to use. Really? Like that. So that thing didn't it, work. I you. couldn't get the motion. Yeah. Like I'm so used to blowing out people's hair with a round brush and a hairdryer that. Yeah. I cannot figure it out. But for people who have no skill, I think it, those things are great. Okay. I kind of want to try one. Yeah. What is your favorite shampoo and conditioner? The Old Faithful. Enjoy. enjoy. I love Enjoy. I've used Enjoy before I even started doing hair. I worked at a salon as a receptionist mm -hmm. and they sold it there. And I've used it since I was 16 years old. I've tried Every shampoo and conditioner ever made. Yeah. And I will always come back to enjoy. And yeah. I switch off between the luxury and the hydrating. Mm -hmm. How often do you wash your hair? Every other day. Yeah. Or every third day if I can. But I have never found a shampoo. And in my salon, too. I have some other stuff mm -hmm. for different hair types. Mm -hmm. But I've never found anything, anything that I like better than that. Yeah. Sometimes it's too heavy for my hair, and so I'll switch off between that and Briogeo. I don't know if I'm saying it right, but it's this new one that Jade told me oh, about. It's like an all-natural shampoo and conditioner, and it's it makes my hair pretty soft and good, but it's not as moisturizing as the Enjoy. What's your favorite leave-in treatment slash, like, mask situation? I mean, I feel like we're on this we're on the same hair schedule because I like it's a ten, it's you like a to, ten. it's a 10 but also the girls from 901 salon came out with their own line of hair products uh -huh. called in common and their magic mist is like it's a 10 and magic mist for me like I can't or, figure out which one I like. Oh better. my God, I need to try Magic Mist. I've Magic never heard of it. Hairspray, styling cream, dry shampoo. Ooh. Hairspray. I don't use two things from the same line. Mm -hmm. My cabinet has 25 different brands uh -huh. because I have tried them all. Yeah. And I now know from each, I there's maybe two things I like from each brand and then it's on to the next. Yeah. Um, Moroccan oil, I think it's called Luminous. It's their medium hold hairspray. Uh huh. It's not sticky. It's a super fine mist. It's the best hairspray I've ever used. It's not crunchy. It's great. 
smells it. good too. Yeah. So my favorite styling cream of all time got discontinued. No. And I've I, never found a I, – I don't even know exactly what I would do with a styling cream, but I like after like a blow dry to put a styling cream in my end. Yeah. Which one was the one that you oh, – It was it was Sexy Hair. They're mm-hmm. smooth, sexy. I think it was called Smooth Encounter. Uh-huh. I messaged the company and was like, what Where happened? Did Where did it go? Is there anything comparable? And they told me to like mix three of their products together to get one. And I was like, I don't, nobody has time for that. And it also, I knew the products that they uh, You're like, suggested. And I was like, it's thing. not going to do it. Yeah. So it got discontinued. So I have been on a hunt, which if anybody listening has a styling, a styling cream, cream, because I feel like I've tried them all. Okay. The thing I've landed on right now is the Living Proof 5-in-1 styling cream. Yeah. Okay, and dry shampoo. Uh, also big sexy. They're volumizing dry shampoo. It is, actually volumizes. It and does. doesn't like whiten your no, roots. And I have dark hair. Yeah. And there's no residue. Um, do you only spray, spray it in your roots or do you spray it all over your I hair? I spray it all over. And I even spray it on clean hair. Like if I blow dry my hair and curl it, uh-huh. I spray dry shampoo in addition to texture spray or instead of whatever I have. Uh-huh. Because it gives your hair a little grit and – and takes away like a little of the like limpness of the curl. It gives it more volume. volume. But also drugstore dry shampoo is I Batiste. Uh-huh. I don't know if old favorite. Yeah. It's they just came out with a naturals line. Ooh. And somebody actually, my friend Chelsea just gave me a bottle while I was here and I've used it for three days. And you like it. Been here oh my and God. I like it. Okay, good. These are reminding me of things that I like that I have forgotten yeah. about. And then the last one was heat protectant. Mm. I need a good heat protectant. It's a 10. Will protect your wet hair when you're blow drying. Uh-huh. But for a spray like before you curl or before you flat iron, living proof. Okay. Their, their heat protectant is great. It's an aerosol. There's no like – it doesn't add like any oil in your hair or anything. Okay. I like that one probably the best. I love you and I'm so happy that we got the chance to do this. I love you. Me and too. if anybody knows like a, a burly – confident, independent, funny hunk of a man. Hunk of a man. DM us. Yeah. <laughs> right? I'm prefer- at Jackster B. <laughs> Preferably <laughs> in Las Vegas. I'm trying to turn over a new leaf. Yes. Has or or you or I mean, willing you would to be move. willing to move. Yeah. It doesn't matter Forget where. That. If you guys are in love enough, then you'll figure it out. You know? I can see it. It's happening. happening. I can see it. Okay. All right, guys. Talk to you next week. Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you loved this episode. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. I'd love to hear what you think and anything more or even less you'd want to hear about. Tune in every Tuesday for a new episode. If you want to know more about what I'm up to, you can find me on Instagram at Whitney Eve Port, my website, WhitneyPort.com, and my YouTube channel, Whitney Port. Peace in the streets.